This is the John Oakley Show podcast. What I've been doing down here in Mexico over the past sort of 24 years is, is exploring these caves. So it's, it's usual for me to find things that no one else has seen before. And uh, this discovery, the day of this discovery, was much like any other, is, is I'm going through passage that, you know, uh, no one's seen before. We're um, installing a guideline so we can find our way out. But we started to notice uh, things in the cave that were out of place. And, you know, for instance, one rock piled on top of another rock. <laughs> and unless gravity was different in the past, we, you know, don't expect to see that. Therefore, we, we kind of thought maybe someone had been in here before. So that sort of led us further and uh, brought us to a restriction. And uh, I don't think we would have really fit through this restriction if, if it hadn't been for these uh, manipulations of the cave. So it's kind of the speleothems, the stalactites and stalagmites were, were broken and, and, and allowed us to, to squeeze through there. And, and uh, that's where we, we sort of made the discovery of this ancient mine. So it was a mine. Mining for what? Yeah, so uh, it turns out, um, you know, at the beginning when we went through there, we, we just knew that humans had been there. Things that, you know, no prehistoric animal or, or, or you know, no one else could have done this. And so we didn't really know what we were looking at at the beginning. But as we sort of started seeing more of it, it was obvious that they had been digging and they were removing great amounts of sediment. And the question, of course, was why? You know, why would you go through all that trouble remembering that, you know, we're talking more than 10,000 years ago. So, you know, they had to light fires. They had to go a long way in the dark and, and up and down boulder piles and, and really not an easy task. So, you know, why the sediment? And it turns out later that, that this sediment is, is something called ochre, which I've learned a lot about uh, recently, but uh, it, it must have been extremely important to them. And, uh, you know, having spent so much energy getting it out of the cave. Again, Fred DeVos, a scuba diver, was down Mexico, accidentally discovered this vast prehistoric industrial mine, uh, mining for ochre. By the way, at what depth, Fred, and uh, how far off the present-day shoreline? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the water levels have been changing over time. So, you know, when this mine uh, was in operation, it was the cave was dry. So the water levels were much lower than what they were today. Now at present uh, sea levels, uh, the mine is flooded with about 10 to 12 meters of water, depending on where you are. So, you know, quite shallow in terms of, of diving, but it's quite a ways in. So we're at a distance, you know, of about a um, little less than a kilometer in from the opening, and they would have had to do the same. I see. Uh, so this is something you stumbled across. Uh, serendipity played a role. Anthropologists, have they uh, weighed in as to the significance of what uh, you found at this site and what ochre might have been mined for? Yes. So, uh, you know, what, what is really significant is, is, is not only that, you know, it's the oldest ochre mine in, in the Americas. It really is the first ev ever evidence of what people at that time we're doing so we know that they had been in the caves we we know sort of their ancestry and where they came from but these first peoples of the americas this is the first time we know something about what they were doing and 
it's not just a little bit of evidence, but it's a lot in terms of, you know, the, the, the structure that they had. So it wasn't one person going down there. It was a lot of people, and they had to be organized in order to be able to do that. So I think it speaks, you know, um, volumes in terms of, you know, what the people were doing at that time. And um, the ochre, it's still a bit of a mystery in terms of what they were using it for. But in other areas on the planet, uh, early humans have been using this ochre for, uh, you know, um, spiritual purposes, uh, coloring their bodies with it, um, but also for practical purposes such as mosquito repellent and even medicinal purposes. So, so yeah, we're, we're still trying to figure out what they wanted it for but it's a very high-quality ochre, and they've spent a whole lot of energy getting at it. And we should, uh, again, point out this was, at that time, dry land. It's now submersed, and uh, it's uh, out there uh, quite some ways down, as you say, about uh, 10 to 12 meters, which is still a significant depth. And and, uh, Mm -hmm. this was about how many years ago now? Have they dated it uh, approximately? Yeah, so the mine was in operation for at least 2,000 years, um, between 12,000 and 10,000 years from present day. So, um, you know, it was it was not a one-off thing. It's something that, that, you know, they would have passed on from generation to generation and, you know, sort of like, you know, you, you might be a hunter and another person might, might be a miner, you know, like we would have today, different jobs. So, so this was a, an activity that was... Uh, sustained for for a very long period of time. Yeah, uh, as I understand as well, Fred, uh, there were stone tools, debris, all kinds of uh, different markers of human activity, cairns to mark direction and such? Yeah, so, I mean, what's astounding uh, of this find, I think, is, you know, we didn't have to wait for lab results to come come back to see that this was significant, you know, like anyone with their own eyes can see, you know, a, 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 a a rock on top of another rock uh, with a stalagmite on top of that and another rock on top of that, or some tools, which are, are rounded rocks, and you can see exactly where they'd been bashing the rock below and where they'd been taking the broken pieces and sort of stacking them up and uh, where they'd been, you know, digging out the sediment down below. So, you know, it's, it's just immediately obvious to the eye what was going on here. And, um, and that, you know, as uh, I'm not an archaeologist, but... Uh, as the first person to sort of see this, uh, it, it's, you know, just really an incredible find, one of the, the most rem- memorable dives that I've, I've had to date. Well, what's the clarity like down there for a diver? I mean, uh, when you come upon it, 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 does it sort of reveal itself? Is it self-evident, or do you need, you know, special equipment to recognize things? Well, uh, we're lucky because the water visibility year-round is is near perfect, and and it's almost like in air. And, uh, you know, it it stays that way uh, while you're in there as well. Other caves tend to have a lot of sediment around and even percolation from the ceiling. After a few minutes being in there with, uh, you know, bubbles going up to the ceiling, it it deteriorates. But this area of the cave is quite stable, and and we're able to, to do a lot of work in there and, and, you know, capture it on video and capture it on 360-degree video so that the archaeologists can study it without having to go there themselves. And from what I understand, it's not just like a one small cave. It's a rather extensive network, isn't it? Yeah, so we, um, uh, it, 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 the cave existed before, and, and I was sort of asked, 
to make a map of it. So during the mapping process, I had to, you know, measure out to the sidewalls. But in this occasion, there was no wall. It was it was a tunnel going off, and and that tunnel led to another tunnel, which led to another tunnel, and sort of branched off. And today, we've explored more than six kilometers of new passage in this cave. So yeah, very extensive. We're talking about hectares of mining underwater. It's not one little site. It's 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 really, you know tons and tons and tons of sediment that we're, they, they removed from this mine. Yeah, obviously uh, part of a, an ancient civilization right there in the Yucatan Peninsula and uh, mm-hmm. just discovered by uh, Fred DeVos and his partner, scuba diver who uh, fell upon this cave, and now it's got all these uh, implications uh, as a prehistoric industrial complex. Fascinating account, uh, Fred. I really appreciate that. Now, is this going to be uh, turned into some kind of a, a visual presentation or uh, written about in a scientific journal? How's this going to be available to the to the masses? Yeah, we actually discovered it in 2017, so we, we've known about it for a while. But it's taken um, you know three years now in order to you know get all the scientists on board and get sediment samples and charcoal samples and really prove this to be what we expected and and. And this initial proof came out in, an, in, a, in a publication last week in um, Science Advances Journal. So it's, you know, it, it's gone through the ropes and it, it's, you know, been, been evaluated by numerous scientists worldwide and really uh, collaborated that, that, yes, this is what we're seeing. So the next step is really, uh, you know, determining more details. And, and we have a lot of work left to do in there. So, so this is sort of the first chapter and, and we look forward to sort of finding out uh, you know, what, what there is still to learn about this this mine and what the people were doing in it. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.